D-heads, for a Disney Halloween treat. The annual Not-So-Scary Halloween Celebration, only on DizRadio.com. Happy Hallowishes, everyone. <laughs> it's time, D-heads. Disney Blue presents... Disney On Demand. Every week, Disney Blue lets you relive the magic, the movies, and the memories with celebrity guests, the best of classic Disney, and breaking news on Disney's latest. So put on your ears and give it a little bibbidi-bobbidi-boo. Disney Blue's Disney On Demand is on the air. Now, here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. All right, all of you D-heads, you tuned in for another magical installment of Disney Blues, Disney On Demand, and happy Summerween. That's right, it may not be our annual not-so-scary Halloween celebration, but we figured let's have Halloween in summer. People love it so much, let's do it twice. And this week we are celebrating Summerween. And to help us kick off Summerween for show number 82 for the week of August 7th, 2014, we're welcoming back a very special guest that you may remember here from the show with Larry Bagby. You know him from Walk the Line, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, as well as Ice from Hocus Pocus. And Larry's going to stop in and talk about a variety of different things. Hocus Pocus, the possible sequel, and many other things, including how does he celebrate Summerween with all of you D-heads. In addition, we have the D-team back. That's right, we have the entire D-team with Caitlin, Aaron, Jason, Nathan, Paige, and all of you D-heads as well as you share your Halloween memories for Summerween as well as all their signature segments. You have questions? He has answers as Aaron's going to stop in with I Want to Know. Jason is going to uncover another Blu-ray and DVD to add to your collection with The Vault. We also have Caitlin back with WDW and 2. Paige is here with a magical music review and we also have Nathan with what's going on this week in Disney history. There is tons of news hot off the D-wire from Star Wars, the Muppets, the newest Disney movie releases, the theme parks, and more with all kinds of news within the Walt Disney Company. So we're going to kick off Summerween here in style and have Halloween in summer. And before we do that, I do want to mention that DizRadio.com is probably sponsored by DVC-Rental.com where DVC members find renters and can save up to 60% on Walt Disney World trips, and you can visit them directly at dvc-rental.com. So all of you D-heads, with that said, I am excited to start trick-or-treating, get those costumes on, and more, and celebrate Summerween. So let's officially kick off show number 82 for the week of August 7th, 2014, and happy Summerween. Just gather round and I'll elucidate on what happens outside when it gets late. Long about midnight, the ghosts and banshees get together for their nightly jamborees. There's ghosts with horns and saucer eyes and some with fangs about this size. Some short and fat, some tall and thin. Some don't even bother to wear their skin. Oh, oh, I'm telling you, brother, it's a frightful sight to see what goes on in the night. 
midnight jamboree They break it up with fiendish glee Ghosts are bad, but the one that's cursed Is the headless horseman, he's the worst When he goes a-jogging across the land Holding a noggin in his hand Demons take one look and groan And hit the road for parts unknown And there's no wraith like a spooky spurn They don't like him and he's really burnt He swears to the longest day he's dead He'll show them that he can get ahead Lock the doors Unless you're careful He'll get yours Don't think he'll hesitate a bit Cause he'll clip your top If it'll fit And he likes them little Likes them big Part in the middle Or a wig Black or white Or even red The headless horseman Needs a head With a hip hip And a clippity clop He's out looking for a top-to-chop. So don't stop to figure out a plan. You can't reason with a headless man. So after dark, you can't be good. Stay at home the way that you should. Cause right outside and waiting there is the headless horseman. Be And I'm getting out of here. The grand prize was... ...in their dealings with... ...dressed envelope to... ...Davis and Kirk... ...right down that... Here we are, the Summerween Superstore. Wait, Summer what? Summerween! The people of this town love Halloween so much they celebrate it twice a year. And wouldn't you know it, it's today. Do you always carry that calendar in your pocket? Yes. Summerween? Something about this feels unnatural. There's free candy. To the costume aisle! I'd lend you a hand, but I don't seem to have any. <laughs> <laughs> this guy tells it like it is. Sir? Could you please stop pushing that? Ma'am, make these heads less hilarious and you got yourself a deal. <laughs> <laughs> when the children come to my door tonight, they're gonna run away screaming from Stan Pines, Master of Fright. Boo! Uh-oh, I think this one's leaking. Have the police come and eject the Pines family from the store. Not today! My eyes! <laughs> It's hopping at the hall tonight. Dropping at the ball tonight. Disney's Halloween treat. Creatures on the prowl tonight. Features fair and foul tonight. They'll meet you there to howl tonight. At Disney's Halloween treat.
make most attractive hosts. They're dying for a dance with you. So play that haunting refrain. And now, it's time for a Disney Halloween. Listening to Disney on Demand. Wow, it's dark in here. Wow, and now it's Final too bright. Taking you on those magical journeys from your lifetime of Disney. Kari, Kari McKean. It's like Kari only with a K instead of a C and an A instead of an E and only one R and an I instead of an I. It's Disney on Demand. Well, it started out like any normal sitting gig, you know, with the reassuring of the parent and all. Here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. I just wish I could forget the whole thing. You will, kid. You will. All right, all of you D-heads, so I hope you enjoyed the official kickoff for Summerween. That is right. It is all kinds of fun as we're getting ready to wear costumes, go out trick-or-treating, and have some fun here as we're celebrating Halloween and summer with Summerween. And we have none other than Larry Bagby Ice from Hocus Pocus stopping in here at the show very shortly to celebrate Summerween with all of you D-heads. And there is tons of news hot off the D-wire. We have the complete D-team here with Caitlin, Aaron, Jason, Nathan, Paige, and Lexi all stopping in here this week and all kinds of fun. So before I jump into news hot off the D-wire, I do want to give you all the different ways you can stay connected here at Disney On Demand. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at DizRadio.com. That's D I. Radio.com. There you can find our full list of past shows, the complete archives, and more right there on our official website at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z-Radio.com. You can also connect up with us all over the social media outlets on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Disney On Demand. You can friend us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash John Diz. That's J-O-N-D-I-Z. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and more. Just search Disney Blue. That's B-L-U or Diz Radio. D-I-Z Radio. And you can find all these links and more right there on our official website at DizRadio.com to stay connected. So, all of you D-heads, with that said, it is the week of August 7th, 2014, show number 82, and we're celebrating Summerween in style, having fun, trick-or-treating, and more. So let's jump right into news hot off the D-wire, and how about Disney Movies Anywhere debuting all new original shorts? from the Disney Drive-On with the Muppets. Yes, in celebration of the newest release, The Muppets Most Wanted, coming to Disney Movies Anywhere, it is debuting a six-part original series called Disney Drive-On with the Muppets for a limited time that began this last week on August 1st, with two new episodes releasing every Friday. Now, Disney Drive-On with the Muppets, everything that you've come to love and you can expect from the Muppets, including celebrity cameos and more. 
Now you can visit this in the Discover section within the Disney Movies Anywhere app. Now you can find that at DisneyMoviesAnywhere.com. Now after being left in charge of the Muppets office by Kermit, Pepe the King Prong takes on the responsibility of mentoring Walter on the business of Hollywood. Still considered the new guy with the Muppets, Walter is given low-level jobs as he works alongside his fellow Muppets in their new office in the famed Walt Disney Studios in Burbank. He quickly learns that there's a lot more to making movies than he thought. Developing projects may not always be so glamorous, but Walter is still excited to tackle the new challenges and discover life on the Disney lot is certainly fun and a funny adventure. Now this is perfect for keeping yourself and kids on the go entertained. With Disney Movies Anywhere, this is absolutely free, so you don't have to purchase this. This is just a little special something extra within the app, and if you go into the Discover section of the app. Now this is fun. I mean, I love the Muppets, I love Disney, and great six new short series episodes. The first two so far have been hilarious. So I know that they're gonna be fun. I mean, it's a great way for Disney to bring the Muppets back to life as they're doing for an entire new generation. If you want to find out more about this app and check out the episodes, they are on YouTube, and you can also visit them as well at DisneyMoviesAnywhere.com. Now, since we are talking about the Muppets, I'll stay on the Muppets version here of things, and how about owning a piece of Muppet history with Yamaha Entertainment Group auctioning off an all-new Amazing Kermit Green Celebrity Autographed Piano. Yes, this is all to benefit the VH1 Save the Music program. In celebration of the Muppets Most Wanted, coming out on August 12th, Yamaha Entertainment Group is auctioning off an incredible Yamaha Grand Piano that has been signed by 18 cast members, including Tina Fey, Ricky Gervais, Josh Groban, and many others, and it's valued at almost $74,000. Now, bidding began on Monday, July 28th at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and it's open through Tuesday, September 2nd, closing at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Now, it's going through a leading charity site called CharityBuzz.com. Now, proceeds will benefit the VH1 Save the Music Foundation, devoted to restoring instrumental music education programs in America's public schools and raising awareness about the importance of music as part of each child's complete education. Now, beginning on Monday, July 28th, consumers could bid on a chance to win the Yamaha E3 Piano, which combines technology with tradition. It's a modern-day player piano and can accurately record piano performances as well and play back piano performances with all the expression and nuance of the original performance. This Kermit-inspired bright green piano comes with seven songs from the Muppets Most Wanted soundtrack as well. Now, as they have released and stated, we are always thrilled to work with Disney and the Muppets, and the fact that we can come together and donate such a magnificent instrument for the music education program is a true gift, says Yamaha Entertainment Group founder and vice president, Chris Jero. We are incredibly grateful to everyone who has contributed their time and talents to make this a reality. The winning bid of this grand piano supports the gift of music, an indispensable part of a child's education. Now, the piano itself features signatures from many different people, including Tina Fey, Ricky Gervais, Ty Burrell, Josh Groban, Danny Trio, James Bobin, Brett McKenzie, Christopher Beck, Chris Caswell, as well as Muppet performers like Steve Whitmer, David Goltz, Eric Jacobson, Bill Beretta, Matt Vogel, and more. Now, this is all kinds of great things, and you can follow them on Twitter at hashtag Yamaha Muppets. And if you want to find out more about this and bid on it, you can go to CharityBuzz.com as well as Disney.com slash Muppets. Now, continuing on with Disney and movies, how about Maleficent? That's right, Disney's Maleficent is coming to life with Academy Award winner Angelina Jolie on November 4th to Blu-ray, Digital HD, and Disney Movies Anywhere. Disney's most iconic villain, Maleficent, comes to life on her own November 4th. 
Now this is going to be a fantastic Blu-ray that is jam-packed. After enchanting audiences around the world and grossing over more than $700 million in worldwide box office revenue, the live-action fantasy adventure casts a wondrous new spell on Blu-ray and digital HD, featuring stunning high-def picture and sound, plus spellbinding all-new bonus features, including several deleted scenes and behind-the-scenes featurettes that take viewers deeper and behind-the-scenes of filmmaking magic. Now you can join the cast and the crew as they explore how Disney's animated classic Sleeping Beauty was reimagined in the new live-action epic from fairy tale to feature film. You can also now discover how King Henry and Maleficent's opening battle scene was created using gigantic wire rigs and elaborate choreography with building an epic battle, as well as many other things. Now this is a jam-packed Blu-ray. You can also get it on Disney Movies Anywhere. It is coming November 4th to Blu-ray and Digital HD. Now, like I mentioned, they have a variety of different things. There's deleted scenes with Stefan in the King's Chamber, Diaval asks about the curse, Pixies seek asylum, and Suter. There's also many different combos. Like I mentioned, there's all kinds of things like exploring the layers of extraordinary special effects with Magnificent Revealed. There's also Classic Couture, where you can examine the villain's spellbinding, head wraps, and jewelry. There's building the epic battle, as I already stated, and many other things, including Aurora, Becoming a Beauty, where it explores Elle Fanning revealing her lifelong love of Disney's original animated classic. Now there's all different things that are with this. Like I mentioned, it is going to be on Digital HD, Disney Movies Anywhere, Blu-ray, and DVD coming out November 4th. And if you want to find out more about this, you can visit them at Facebook.com slash Disney Maleficent. Now moving aside from movies, let's get into some park news. And how about park news from overseas? And how about Philip Gass, named General Manager of Shanghai Disney Resort? with Tom Wolber from Walt Disney World Resort replacing him at Euro Disney. That's right, Euro Disney announced the nomination of Tom Wolber to the position of president of Euro Disney, the management company of both Euro Disney SCA, the holding company, and Euro Disney Associates, the operator of Disneyland Paris, in replacement of Philip Gass. And Philip Gass is now being named the general manager of the Shanghai Disney Resort. Now, as they have stated, one of our greatest assets in global strength is our team, said Tom Staggs, chairman of the Walt Disney Parks and Resorts. Both Philip and Tom are seasoned Disney veterans with a tremendous combination of leadership skills, business acumen, and international experience that will help ensure that we carry on our legacy of creating unforgettable experiences for our guests. They bring an incredible depth of operation experience to their respective roles and are well positioned to contribute to the future success of Shanghai Disney Resort in Disneyland Paris. Now this is a big move for the overseas resorts. Now Tom's appointment will be effective on September 2014 and he will transition into his new role during the summer working with Philip to ensure continued commitment to the company's long-term strategic priorities. Now Tom is German and speaks up to four languages including French, Dutch, English and German and returns to Disneyland Paris which he helped open back in 1992 and brings more than 20 years of wide-ranging operations experience including leadership positions at the Disney Cruise Line, Disney Vacation Club, and both Walt Disney World Resort and Disneyland Paris. He most recently served as head of the Walt Disney World Resort and Transportation Operations, overseeing all 28 resort hotels and the property's extensive transportation network. He was also overseeing a number of complex expansion roles, including the success launch of the Disney Dream and the Disney Fantasy, and was instrumental in the Disney Springs master plan that continued growth 
of the Walt Disney Parks and Resorts sports business. Now these are big plans for them and congratulations on the move up. Now getting back to some Disney classics, how about Mary Poppins and how about Walt Disney Records releasing the legacy collection of Mary Poppins in a three disc set available on August 26th. Yes, Walt Disney Records newly created line of CDs, Walt Disney Records The Legacy Collection celebrates the anniversaries of Disney's most iconic and cherished classic films that have been chanting audiences for generations. Now the label honors one of the most celebrated and beloved soundtracks of all time with the 50th anniversary release of Walt Disney Records The Legacy Collection Mary Poppins and this is coming August 26. Now the Mary Poppins Collection features over two and a half hours of content including original soundtrack with the lost chords and previously unreleased demos, newly recorded versions plus cast and filmmaker interviews and a collectible 20 page booklet as well. Now there's a variety of different things including many excerpts from the historic Mary Poppins story meetings in 1961 with author P.L. Travers as heard over the closing credits of the critically acclaimed film Saving Mr. Banks. Now there's a variety of different things. Now first released in 1964, the Mary Poppins original motion picture soundtrack featured 14 original songs by the songwriting duo of Richard and Robert Sherman. Now the soundtrack was number one for 14 consecutive weeks in 1965, maintaining the number one position that year longer than the Beatles, Elvis and the Rolling Stones, including the Sound of Music soundtrack. Mary Poppins won five Oscars, two of which the Sherman Brothers received for Chim Chimmery, the film's original musical score. Now this also showcases the talents of Oscar-winning legend Julie Andrews and Dick Van Dyke, as well as David Tomlinson, Mr. Banks himself, and the Sherman Brothers. Now disc one of the Legacy Collection has some great Mary Poppin revisiting unforgettable classics like Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious, Chimchimmery and a Spoonful of Sugar, Jolly Holiday and more. Now the second disc features eight pre-demo recordings, the Lost Chord Tracks. There's seven demos and seven newly recorded demos and fully orchestrated versions of those demos. There's also liner notes by Randy Thornton and author Russell Schroeder. Now over the last 20 years, Thornton has overseen the remastering, restoration, and preservation of Disney classic soundtracks. Now explains the Lost Chords are part of the Legacy Collection that they want to introduce to the composers and many others of things that really helped develop and make these movies what they are together. Now disc three of the Legacy Collection offers over 40 minutes of excerpts from the seminal story meetings with Mary Poppins author P.L. Travers, the Sherman Brothers, and screenwriter Don DeGrotti as they discuss the original outline for the movie, including the music. Now also included is a 17-minute Hollywood Spotlight microphone interview with Julie Andrews, Dick Van Dyke, the Sherman Brothers, and Erwin Costell, who arranged the music for Mary Poppins, West Side Story, and The Sound of Music. Now this third disc concludes with the 1989 interview with Richard and Robert Sherman as they discuss their work creating the magical music of Mary Poppins. Now the CD cover and 20-page booklet also features newly created artwork inspired by Mary Poppins and many other things. Now this is fantastic. Coming to the Legacy Collection August 26th, you can get all of these three-disc set, Mary Poppins, all kinds of fun. Now the third release from the Legacy Collection will be coming on October 7th, and that's going to celebrate the 55th anniversary of Sleeping Beauty. So there's going to be a lot of things on the horizon. But right now, if you want to get Mary Poppins, jump on it, get ready, 
because it is coming August 26th. So all of you D-Heads, with that said, I'm going to keep news a little bit shorter here as we're celebrating Summerween. There's some more news on the horizon. I will be back later to bring you more news hot off the D-Wire. But until then, I'm going to release the reins to the D-Team. You have questions, he has answers, and Aaron's going to dip his hand in the virtual mailbag and answer all those questions in I Want to Know. We also have Nathan with This Week in Disney History and many other things, including memories from the D-Team and all kinds of Halloween fun as we celebrate Summerween and, and our special guest here this week, Larry Bagby, Ice from Hocus Pocus. But I do want to mention before I let you go that DizRadio.com is probably sponsored by DVC-Rental.com. Be sure to contact Scott and save up to 60% as you can rent from an exclusive DVC member and save that on your Walt Disney World trip. Definitely contact them at DVC-Rental.com. So all of you D-heads, happy Summerween. I'm going to release the reins to the D-team and uh, I'll be back with more news hot off the D-wire very soon. Who are you? Why, I'm Merlin, of course. <laughs> By my beard, you're all looking quite magical. I'd say it's time to trick or treat! is not yet done. I have been commanded by my lord Mickey to transport you to the party. Let it be so! And now, a Disney On Demand memory. Hi, my name is Lauren, and my favorite Halloween memory was dressing up as Princess Jasmine when I was about 18, 19 years old. The whole experience was just so much fun, and not only was the costume made for me, my friend's said that the minute I walked out and modeled it for her, but Jasmine is definitely the princess that I looked up to when I was a little girl, and I still love her, and I've been mistaken for Jasmine by children my whole life, so it was just so much fun to be able to step back into that world that I loved and was comfortable with and just have that one night. In Jasmine's words, it was definitely just all so magical. Hear it! Trick or treat. Dude, really? You're a little old for this, man. Sorry. But wait, 
I... Why'd you close the door? I told you, Mabel, I'm just not feeling it tonight. <laughs> I think a little trick-or-treating will make you feel better. I'm not trick-or-treating. Look, man, just go to another house. Dipper, where's your summerween hospitality? I'm not getting that. Well, I am. I apologize for my brother. He came down with the case of the grumpy grumps. Silence! You have insulted me. And for this, you must pay with your lives. Oh, what a cute little mask. You're a funny guy, aren't you? Funny, am I? Twerk or tweet. My name is Gorney. Oh, remember me! Gorney! Oh! There's only one way for you to avoid his fate. I need a treat. If you can collect 500 pieces of candy and bring it to me before the last jack-o'-melon goes out, I will let you live. This is Ken Page, and I'm the voice of Oogie Boogie. And I want you to know you're listening to Disney On Demand. You have questions, we have answers. Let's dip our hands into the virtual mailbag and uncover the truth in I Want to Know. Hey, D-Heads. This is Aaron, and I'm back with another installment of I Want to Know. Happy Summerween to everyone. We got some great questions for this week's show. So let's reach into the virtual mailbag and get started. Our first question is from Benjamin Santos of New Mexico, and he writes, D-Team, the not-so-scary shows are my favorite, and it got me to thinking about Mr. Boogity. The wonderful world of Disney needs to come back. When you had Richard on from the films, it made me want to see them again. When did Mr. Boogity and Bride of Boogity air? Are they on DVD or even VHS? And do you know if either has the original Eisner introductions? Thank you for the results. Well, Mr. Boogity aired in 1986 as an episode of the Disney Sunday Movie. Bride of Boogity aired the following year in 1987, also as an episode of the Disney Sunday Movie. There has never been an official release of either movie, but there are bootleg copies out there for purchase. They are both, however, available on Amazon as a digital copy that you can either rent or purchase, and you can watch both these great movies on YouTube. However, none of these have the introduction by Michael Eisner, but there might be a bootleg copy that has those out there somewhere. These are both great movies, and they bring back some great memories from my childhood. Well, our next question is from Jennifer Johnson of Nashville, Tennessee, and she writes, Aaron of the D-Team, my question for you is about the Haunted Mansion. I heard that there is a Vincent Price version out there. Is that true? Also, was the Phantom Manor's exterior based on the Bates Motel? It looks just like it. Always learning from your segment and is one of my favorites of the podcast. Well, thanks for the compliment. I'm glad you're loving the segment. The voice of the ghost host, Paul Freeze, in the Haunted Mansion attraction has often been misattributed to Vincent Price. The script for the story and song from the Haunted Mansion album call for a deep Vincent Price type voice for the narrator. Thurl Ravenscroft ended up providing the narration. Vincent Price, however, provided his voice roles as the original narrator and the Phantom in the Phantom Manor ride in Disneyland Paris. 
which was later redubbed by French actor Gerard Chevalier. Vincent Price's voice is still heard as the Phantom's laughter there. Price's original recording can be found on the Haunted Mansion 30th anniversary that was released in 1999. And if you look at the molding around the front door before you walk into the Phantom Manor, on the top in the center there is a small 3D molding of Vincent Price still there. And you're correct, the manor's exterior is based on the house from Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho. Well, our next question is from Michael R. of Rhode Island. He writes, DizRadio.com, great show. Writing in to ask about Frankenweenie. I'm a younger D-head and new to some of the older Disney you guys always play. But don't get me wrong, love it. I only know the new film, but my brother said it was a live action movie by Tim Burton in the 80s. I saw something about it, but not sure if I'm looking in the right places. Is it available to watch anywhere, and what are the differences in the stories? Well, the original Frankenweenie was released in 1984. In the original, Victor Frankenstein is a young boy who creates movies starring his dog Sparky, a bull terrier. After Sparky is hit by a car, Victor learns at school about electrical impulses and muscles and is inspired to bring his pet back to life. He creates elaborate machines which bring down a bolt of lightning that revive the dog. While Victor is pleased, his neighbors are terrified by the animal, and when the Frankensteins decide to introduce the revitalized Sparky to them, they become angry and terrified. Sparky runs away with Victor in pursuit. They find themselves at a local miniature golf course and hide in its flagship windmill. The Frankensteins' neighbors, now an angry mob, arrive on the scene, and when they attempt to use a cigarette lighter to try to see in the windmill, it is accidentally set on fire. Victor falls and is knocked out, but Sparky rescues him from the flames, only to be crushed by the windmill. The mob of neighbors realize their error, use their cars and jumper cables to recharge Sparky. He is revived and all celebrate. Sparky falls in love with a poodle whose fur bears a strong resemblance to the hairdo of the Bride of Frankenstein, and the film ends with Sparky's electricity making the words, The End. So as you can see, there are a lot of similarities between the movie and the 2012 release. Both movies are in black and white, but the 2012 release is a stop-motion animated film instead of the 1984 live-action film. This short was included in the special edition, collector's edition, and Blu-ray 3D release of The Nightmare Before Christmas, and on the Blu-ray release of its remake in 2012. Well, our final question this week is a special one for Summerween, and it's from Disney Granny 7896 from New York, New York, and she writes, Diz on Demand, I keep hearing the phrase Summerween. I think it sounds cool. I saw the other day Jonathan of the show posted a Gravity Falls show, so I googled it. Is this where the phrase came from? And what is the episode all about? Well, as you D-heads know, I love Gravity Falls. Summerween is the 12th episode of Season 1 of Gravity Falls. It's Halloween special. It premiered on October 5th, 2012, and it's probably my favorite episode so far in the series. It's Gravity Falls' version of Halloween that takes place in summer with jack-o'-melons and lots of trick-or-treating. Dipper and Mabel are excited to join in the fun 
but when Wendy casually mentions that trick-or-treating is for kids, Dipper's whole outlook on the evening changes. The night gets even more complicated when a monster, known as the Summerween Trickster, is accidentally insulted by Dipper, and it makes him fulfill his candy quota by the night's end, or else he will eat them. It's a great episode, and a definite must-watch. Well, D-Heads, that concludes another installment of I Want to Know. Thanks for the great questions and keep them coming. Send all your questions or comments to Aaron, E-R-I-N, at DizRadio.com. Make sure to include your name and city so I can give you credit. And remember, D-Heads, laughter is timeless, imagination has no age, and dreams are forever. We'll see you next week, D-Heads, and happy Summerween. Stones creak and the tombstones quake. Spooks come out for a screaming wake. Creepy creeps with eerie eyes start to shriek and harmonize. Ring ghosts come out to socialize. Lying ghosts in the firelight. Rising spooks on every side. Restless bones materialize. Demand memory. Okay, everybody. Now it's time for a change of pace. Right. Huh? Right you are, Mickey. It's Halloween, you know, and with just the right touch. Hi ho, D-Heads. Paige from the D-Team here. It's Summerween here in the studio, and I wanted to share a few of my favorite Halloween memories. When I think of Halloween, I think of trick-or-treating, which means candy, and most importantly, the costumes... I, being the Disney file I am, did dress as three Disney princesses when I was little. as Cinderella, Snow White, and Jasmine. The best part of my costumes, though, were that I planned them to pair with a friend, even my Disney costumes. But probably my most creative costume was when my friend and I dressed as a washer and dryer. Talk about an awkward costume. We each had a large cardboard box that we cut head holes in and rested on our shoulders. My friend, the washer, had armholes cut out so she could hold her bag. My parents came up with the idea of using an empty dryer sheet box. We cut a hole in the bottom, attached it to my big box, 
cut a hole there, and I would try to position my bag under the hole to catch the candy when people opened the dryer sheet box. Needless to say, it didn't quite go as easily as we thought it would. But we were complimented on our costumes often, I still got my candy, and we had fun. Myself, I like the cute creative costumes, and that surely was one. I hope you D-heads have as fond of memories of Halloween as I do. Take some time this week to remember some old costumes, or even look for the pictures. It can bring back wonderful memories. Happy Summerween, D-heads! See ya! Hi there, it's Caitlin here with WDWN2, a quick rundown of what's happening in the parks. And in honor of Summerween, I've got some not-so-scary news to share. On August 23rd, Hollywood Studios will be host to some ghosts. As part of the Villains Unleashed Party, 50 Disney villains will be on call throughout the night. The separate ticket event will kick off at 8 p.m. on the main stage with Hades, Megara, Pain, and Panic, who will be trying their hand at stand-up comedy. Throughout the evening, they'll be joined with dancers, DJs, and other bad guys we love to hate, like the Sheriff of Nottingham, the Big Bad Wolf, the Queen of Hearts, and Captain Hook. If meeting obscure characters is your passion at the parks, then be sure to hang out on the streets of America. During the party, it will transform into a villain dominion full of bad guys. From well-known meanies like Cruella, Jafar, and Gaston, to more unknowns like Captain Gantu from Lilo and Stitch, the Bowler Hat Guy from Meet the Robinsons, and Frollo, the opportunities for meet and greets will abound. For the Star Wars fans, the dark side will be in full force, featuring Boba Fett, Darth Maul, and of course Darth Vader, so make sure to swing by the Star Tours area. Other awesome appearances will be made by Hector Barbosa from Pirates of the Caribbean and Maleficent, who we can't wait to see since we loved that recent movie. To cap off the creepy evening, catch the Villainy in the Sky fireworks. We hear Maleficent will be summoning up quite the show. And friends, if you're not one of the lucky ones that gets to attend to this nightmare come true, don't worry. Mickey's not-so-scary Halloween party is only a couple of months away, and a lot of these villains will be around for the fun. Thanks for listening, and until next time, don't forget, you can fly! I'm a surprise isn't wearing disguises A horribly hideous costume will do Better be wary, be spooky and scary I'll bounce from the shadows and boom I wanna scare myself and everyone else The thrilling and chilly old willies will rise Cover your eyes, little buddy, beware I'm twitching and itching to scare myself Unspeakable spookables, awful unlookables Gallop but ghosties and goblins galore What if they find you or look out behind you A terrible tigger-type roar That would be me I wanna scare myself and everyone else. The silly and chilly old willies will rise. Cover your eyes, little buddy, beware. I'm twitching and itching to scare myself. Now, tiggers, I figure, make scares even bigger. They dress up and scream, who am I? Can you guess? And tricks always happen when ghosts are a-flapping and tricks are what tiggers like best. I wanna scare myself and everyone else. The silly and chilly old willies will rise. Cover your eyes, little buddy, beware. I'm twitching and itching to scare myself. <laughs> and who better? Oh, by the way, boo. 
Hi, it's Judith Hogue, and you're listening to DizRadio.com. Happy Halloween! Cooper, and their dealings with stressed envelope to Davis and Kurt. Right down that. Ah, summer we. Those kids aren't gonna know what hit them. <laughs> Trick or treat! What can I do for you? Oh no! No! <laughs> Candy now. What's the matter with you kids? That was the scariest thing you've ever seen, right? Well, have you seen this? God, God, real, very real, God. Oh, we've been watching horror movies since we were like two years old. Yeah, we're not scared. Oh, you will be. You will be. We want candy. We want candy. All right, you got me, kids. You guys win. I guess I'm not that scary, you know? You've... You, oh, oh, no! Why? Why is there a pig jumping out of my chest? Candy. Candy! Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another helping of This Week in Disney History. I am Nathan, ready to take you through another wealth of fun facts and events that made the Disney history books. Happy Summerween to all of you. I don't know about you guys, but Halloween is one of my favorite times of the year, especially when it comes to decorating. In fact, when I told my daughter Natalie that this week was themed around Summerween, she flipped out so excited saying that it was one of her favorite episodes of Gravity Falls. Speaking of Gravity Falls, I cannot wait until Disney Infinity 2.0 releases and we can all enjoy some good old Disney nostalgia and Gravity Falls content. Before we begin, though, I have to give a little shout-out to Nathaniel Northwest. I gotta stick by my same-name brothers, but good effort to our eight-and-a-half president, Quentin Tremblay, for almost making the mark discovering Gravity Falls. Enough of my rambling, though. On to what's the history, D-Heads. Let's go. Starting off this week, in 1907, Disney legend Roy Williams, Roy the Big Musketeer on TV's Mickey Mouse Club, is born in Colville, Washington. In 1914, Chuck Keen, a costume and expert on historical dress and costuming, was born in St. Louis, Missouri. He was first hired by Disney in 1947 and was made the chief of the wardrobe department in 55. He has a long list of over 70-plus Disney credits, including The Shaggy Dog, Pollyanna, The Love Bug, Mary Poppins, and The Black Hole. In 1922, the first Laughagram cartoon, Little Red Riding Hood, was released, which was a silent, black and white short and was written, produced, and directed by Walt Disney and animated by Rudolph Eisen. In 1932, Disney's first full-color animated film, Flowers and Trees, premiered at Grauman's Chinese Theater in Hollywood. In 1933, the very first Mickey Mouse watch was introduced at a cost of $3.25. In 1934, William Bud Lucky, a cartoonist, animator, singer, musician, and composer, born in Billings, Montana, He's best known for with Pixar as a character designer for Toy Story, Toy Story 2, and many other numerous Pixar films. In 1940, actor Philip Proctor, the voice of Meltdown in Treasure Planet, is born in Goshen, Indiana. In 1941, actor David Warner, who appeared in Disney's 1982 Tron as Ed Dillinger and Stark, and also the voice of the MCP, also known as the Master Control Program, is born in Manchester, England. 
1951, Walt Disney's 13th animated film, Alice in Wonderland, is released in the U.S. theaters by RKO Radio Pictures. In 1955, the Casey Jr. Circus Train debuts at Disneyland, which is based off the 1941 film Dumbo. In 1957, Time Magazine runs How to Make a Buck, an article about Walt Disney's success. And I just wanted to include an excerpt from it that I found online from TimeMagazine.com. Once upon a time in the magic realm of California, there was a grown-up Petey boy named Walt Disney who set out to create the happiest place on earth. So he went into his counting houses and to his money lenders, and he collected millions of dollars. And he ordered his royal artists and carpenters to build a whimsical wonderland of spaceships to the moon and Mark Twain riverboats, of mechanical monkeys and bobbing hippos, of moated castles, wilderness forts, and make-believe jungles. In 1960, at Disneyland, the Sunkissed Citrus House opens on Main Street, which is owned by the Paracone Citrus Company. Also in 1960, 8-year-old Raymond Sleeper from Hawaii becomes the 10 millionth passenger to ride Disneyland's train and gets to run other, or ride with none other than Disney himself. In 1962, Meet Me at Disneyland Episode 8, Music on the Mall, airs. In 1973, Time Magazine runs the article, Disney After Walt is a Family Affair. In 1987, Disney's experimental computer animated film, Oil Spot and Lipstick, it's released at a computer convention in Anaheim, California. In 1990, the animated feature film DuckTales the Movie, Treasure of the Lost Lamp, is released in the U.S. In 1994, groundbreaking officially began on the new Disney Vacation Club Resort in Vero Beach, Florida. In 95, the 400th Disney store opens in Rochester, New York. In 98, Disney's first cruise ship, The Magic, is christened by Patricia Disney, which is Roy Disney's wife, in Florida as well as The Parent Trap being released, which is a remake of the original 61 film starring Haley Mills. In 99, Walt Disney World's Rock and Roller Coaster starring Aerosmith opened with a special invitation-only party starring Aerosmith themselves as the, as the guest of honors. Also in 99, Disney launched its first cruise ship, the Disney Magic. In 2000, to mark the anniversary of the Rock and Roller Coaster, Disney World takes 80 Corvettes and formed a signature guitar in the Disney MGM Studios parking lot. Also in 2000, the very first showing of a sing-along version of Mary Poppins was held at Disney's El Capitan Theater in Hollywood. The movie was restored from a 35mm clip and featured on-screen lyrics for everybody to follow along with. In 2001, Disney's romantic comedy, The Princess Diaries, starring Julie Andrews and Anne Hathaway, opens in theaters. In 2002, the life and contributions of late animator Ward Kimball is celebrated at the Disney Barn Museum. Also in 2002, Once Upon a Toy officially opens its doors at Walt Disney World's downtown Disney Marketplace. In 2005, Disney's stage musical The Lion King begins performances at the Regent Theatre in Melbourne, Australia and plays through 2006. Also in 05, Disney's live-action film Sky High starring Kurt Russell and Kelly Preston is released in U.S. theaters. In 2006, the Cheetah Girls perform at Disney's California Adventure, as well as High School Musical premiering on Disney Channel Brazil. In 2007, tonight is the official opening night for Disney's newest touring production of High School Musical and will premiere at Chicago's LaSalle Bank Theater. Speaking of High School Musical, if you've not listened to show number 80 yet, make sure to go back and listen to get a great episode, including an interview with High School Musical's own Kelsey, actress Elisa Ruin.
Also in 07, Disney officially acquired the online virtual world known as Club Penguin and has grown to over 700,000 paid subscribers and 12 million users. In 2008, a 5.8 magnitude earthquake loca located near Chino Hills, just east of LA, in Southern California, strikes at 11.45 a.m., resulting in an evacuation of all attractions at Disneyland Resort. In 2011, the Salt Lake Home Builders Association hosted its 65th annual Salt Lake Parade of Homes and will go through August 14th at the Harriman Town Center Development. Starring at this, at this Lake Home Builders Association was a full-size exact replica of the house from Disney's Up. In 2012, closing out this week, the newest American Idol, Philip Phillips, surprised the theater full of park guests at Disney MGM Studios, or back then known as Disney's Hollywood Studios, uh, appeared on stage at the American Idol Experience. That's it for Disney History this week. Again, I'm Nathan, and I appreciate you tuning in this week and making Diz Radio your listening choice. Thanks, and see you real soon. <laughs> to the haunted mansion, you're invited for a Halloween party. I'm so excited. Mickey and Minnie are waiting at the gate. They need your help to decorate. So come on, come on, come on, join in. The Halloween party is about to begin. Halloween party's about to begin. The haunted mansions are haunted house. Halloween's fun with Mickey Mouse. Listen up, you goblins and ghouls. Dress up and have fun, and those are the rules. You can trick or treat with a skeleton. Make no bones about it, it's fun. <laughs> on-demand memory. Good evening. It's Jason from the vault. Hey, how you doing, guys? I just want to spend a little time enjoying Summerween here and give a little 
Halloween perspective or a Halloween memory from my childhood. You know, growing up in northern Indiana, you never knew what to expect when it came to Halloween. It always fell in that time frame of it could snow, it could not. So nine times out of ten, we actually would put on our costumes and then also have our snowsuit on, our hat, gloves, everything. So no one really knew exactly who you were or what you were supposed to do be unless you were going to a party. That's one of my biggest memories of always having trick-or-treat in the snow. My other biggest memory growing up would be getting the idea for a costume. I always liked to be different and out there and unusual when it came to my costumes. And so I've been everything from George Washington to a green M&M. And all of these costumes were all handmade. So I never got to do the whole go and buy a mask or anything like that. No, everything was ever handmade, handmade, hand-painted, the whole nine yards. But Halloween was always a fun time. I was never about the candy. It was always about getting together with friends and just having a great time. So happy Summerween, everybody. Enjoy the festivities here on Disney On Demand. All right, all of you D-heads, so I'm back once again. I hope you're enjoying our Summerween edition here at Disney On Demand, having all kinds of fun celebrating Halloween in summer. We're gearing up for Larry Bagby, and thank you to the D-team for stopping in here once again and having all kinds of fun as we're celebrating Summerween. But I'm going to jump right into news hot off the D-wire because we have more news that is coming hot and fresh. And how about Radio Disney launching on Show Mobile? Yes, as tweens and teens increasingly consume content on mobile platforms, Radio Disney has announced it will launch two new channels on Show Mobile, a new COPPA-compliant mobile platform that brings exclusive music-themed content and social media together in one central location. The new Radio Disney channel is now available on Show Mobile's iOS and Android apps. In the coming weeks, Radio Disney is slated to launch its next big thing, featuring Shawn Mendes on Show Mobile as well, highlighting its newest featured artist, Island Records' 15-year-old singer-songwriter, Shawn Mendes. Now, Show Mobile will also be creating transmedia content for the Next Big Thing channel. Now, the two new channels, Radio Disney and The Next Big Thing, featuring Shawn Mendes, are the first in a series of collaborations between Show Mobile and Radio Disney. In addition, the cast of Hit Street, Show Mobile's first made-for-mobile original series, will be filming episodes at Radio Disney Studios, integrating the station's on-air talent and special guests. Now, Radio Disney's two new channels join Show Mobile's existing roster of channels, including teen pop star, Austin Mahone, Hitstreak, and the new Virgin Records artist, the Rosso Sisters. And now you can get Radio Disney on Show Mobile. Now, moving to the small screen, let's get to the Disney Channel. And how about Disney Channel giving a seven-minute first look at Star Wars Rebels? Yes, as part of the premiere of Disney XD's new sci-fi meets tunes with Phineas and Ferb's Star Wars, the channel threw in a sneak peek at the first seven minutes of footage from the upcoming CG animated series, Star Wars Rebels. Now, the show will premiere with a one-hour special on the Disney Channel this coming October, followed by the series launching on Disney XD channels around the world. Now, as they're putting it, the forceful evening of Disney XD programming is going to include Star Wars-themed episodes of live-action martial arts comedy, kicking it as well. Now, the Star Wars Rebels continues the epic tradition of the legendary saga with all new action-packed adventures. Now, it's set in the dark time in the galaxy as the evil Galactic Empire tightens its grip of the power from world to world, with the series beginning as Imperial forces have occupied a remote planet, ruling with an iron fist and ruining the lives of its people. Now, the clever and motley crew of the Ghost is among the select few who have been brave enough to stand against the Empire. 
Now together, this ragtag group will face threatening new villains, encounter colorful adversaries, embark on thrilling new adventures, and become heroes with the power to ignite a rebellion. Now this is a great series that is taking place between Episode 3 and Episode 4, and it really is going to show us how the Empire came to be and really tie up those loose ends. I am excited to see how the rebellion is going to begin. If you want to find out more about this, you can find it on YouTube as well as many other places. An exclusive 7-minute look at Disney's Star Wars Rebels, and it is coming this October to Disney XD. Now, moving from the small screen and getting into the palm of your hand, I'm not talking about mobile devices, I'm talking about books. And how about authors partnering with Alabama Publisher on a Disney guidebook? For years, Julie and Mike Neal have been a two-person publishing company. Now, the couple have not only snapped hundreds of photographs and written descriptions for their complete Walt Disney World travel book, they've handled all kinds of back-of-the-house duties as well, from sales, mailings, distribution, marketing, and paying the printer. But that will change now with the new deal that they've made with one of their competitors. The next edition of the complete Walt Disney World will emerge from the company that produces the top-selling unofficial guide to Walt Disney World. Yes, the Neal's arrangement with the Alabama-based Keen Communications, home of the official guide, will allow the Neal's and their Winter Haven company, Coco Press, to focus on writing and photography, Jewel Neal said. They handle all the printing and the expensive stuff that we before had to handle. They get a big cut of the book sale, and we get the royalty, she said. The Neal's 2015 edition is scheduled to come out this September, she said, and family medical problems caused a two-year interruption in the production of the annual Disney Guide, which first came out in 2007. As they've released, I had been a great admirer of their books for a long time, as they had been in print, said Bob Singlinger, publisher of King Communications and one of the official guide writers. Singlinger said he has contacted Neils and worked out the deal. Now, Keen does not disclose figures, but Amazon lists the official guide to Walt Disney World as its top-selling theme park travel book. Now, the complete guide has sold more than 120,000 copies, Neils said as well. Now, although both the complete and unofficial guides have the same topic, the books take different approaches in the end. Now, his book is almost 900 pages, and there's not a lot of photographs in it, he said. Now, this, the Neil's upcoming book, is by contrast. It has over more than 500 photographs, and it does a very good job of capturing all the Disney parks and everything else on property in beautiful photography. Now, there is also an ebook version of the complete Walt Disney World that will follow the print edition, and this is all coming very soon this September. Now, since we were talking about Disney XD, Here's something that's just a little bit of numbers in the nugget, but how about Disney XD setting a multi-year high in key demographics? Yes, during the last couple of weeks, great series like Lab Rats, Gravity Falls, and Kickin' It helped Disney XD hit a multi-year high ranking in kids ages 6 to 12, 2 to 11, and more. Now, these are their highest ranking demographics since 2012. Now, the network also achieved an over two-year high in a number two week ever in boys 2 to 11 and boys 6 to 11. Now, these are all new, great high numbers for Disney XD. Now, these are great. Disney XD has now surged by the double digits across many of its targeted demographics. And if you're not familiar with Disney XD, it's a basic cable channel and multi-platform brand showcasing a lot of different things like live action animated programming aiming at ages 6 to 12. Now, it is targeted towards boys and transporting them into a world of humor, unexpected action-filled adventures, and more. And Disney XD is doing great, it seems, in the long run. Now, getting back to the screen, how about Frozen director Jennifer Lee to adapt A Wrinkle in Time for Disney? Yes, Jennifer Lee, who wrote and co-directed Frozen with Chris Buck, has chosen her next project, A Wrinkle in Time. Yes, Lee will write the big screen adaption of Madeline Ingalls' book, 
before Disney in which children travel through time and visit strange worlds in order to find their missing scientist father. Now, published in 1962, A Wrinkle in Time was one of Lee's favorite novels as a child, and she impressed Disney executives with her take on the project when she emphasizes a strong female-driven narrative and creatively approaches the science fiction and world-building elements of the book. While Lee adapts A Wrinkle in Time, she will continue in her role as part of Walt Disney Animation's Story Trust and remain active in projects in development at the division that scored a win with Frozen in its biggest hit ever with over $1.3 billion, as well as has Big Hero 6 based on the Marvel property coming out November 7th. Now, there is no director yet attached to A Wrinkle in Time, but Jeff Stockwell, who did Bridge to Terabithia, had initially tackled a screenplay for the film when the project was first announced in 2010. Now, A Wrinkle in Time is the first book in La Ingalls' Time Quartet series that also includes A Wind in the Door, Many Waters, and A Swiftly Tilting Planet. Now, Whitaker most recently produced Disney's The Odd Life of Timothy Green, and his credits include American Gangster and Robin Hood, and Hand already had produced a Wrinkle in Time TV movie for ABC that aired in 2003. Now, Lee also co-wrote Disney's Wreck-It Ralph, as well as helped with Frozen. So there's a lot of great things on the horizon. So, all of you D-heads, with that said, I'm going to close out news here. We're going to continue on with our Summerween celebration, our Halloween and Summer. We have all kinds of fun on the horizon as we gear up for Larry Bagby Ice from Hocus Pocus to stop in and celebrate Summerween with all of you D-heads as we're going to go out trick-or-treating, get in these costumes, and have some fun all show long. So, all of you D-heads, I'm going to release the reins to the D-team. We have Lexi, Paige, and many others stopping in from the D-team. So, get ready. Have some fun, and Summerween is going to continue. The next time I'm back, LVD heads, I'm going to be on the line with Larry Bagby, Ice, from Hocus Pocus. Get ready, and I'm going to put a spell on you. Ichabod Crane was long and lean. He looked just like a big string bean. He was tall as a ladder, skinny as a flea, but he thought he was handsome as can be. Ichabod Crane, he taught in school. He had one simple teaching rule. He whacked all the children with a hickory stick if they didn't learn their lessons quick. Ichabod loved Ichabod. He loved himself, you bet. He thought he was the nicest man that he had ever met. Ichabod Crane had just one fright. He'd meet a ghost some dark black night. That may seem like a lot of silliness to you, but one night all his wildest fears came true. Some dark black night That may seem like a lot of 
with silliness to you But one night all his wildest fears came true Hello kitties, it's me, John Kassir, the voice of the Crypt Keeper And you're listening to Disney On Demand <laughs> Let's start those projectors and look at this week's Hollywood Walk. So this week is our unique Summerween show. Who needs Christmas in July when you can have Halloween in July, right? <laughs> I have to admit that this is a bit funny for me. Since down here in Australia, it is freezing outside. And we don't celebrate Halloween either. Although I do love anything Disney related, so I think I'll be okay. <laughs> Also, since we don't have Halloween, I am kind of lacking on the spooky stories to share with you. I wish I could tell you about the time I ate too much candy or when I dressed up as a ghoul from the Haunted Mansion. But this is yet to happen. I do love the spirit of Halloween though. What doesn't sound fun about lollies and spending a night with friends in a silly costume? <laughs> also. I would love to make a scarecrow one day. Just like the scarecrows at Disney World, mine would be nice and friendly and just might sport a cool pair of mouse ears. Now this week's special guest is Larry Bagby. He's a great member of the Disney family. It was a while ago that I told you all about him and his contributions to the world of entertainment. So here is a recap. Living the connection between Disney and Halloween, Larry played Ice in Hocus Pocus, that great movie all about witches. I definitely recommend you rewatch it. It's just a whole lot of fun. And outside of that, Larry has been in a range of TV shows and movies, including NCIS, Married with Children, and even Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Now I think Buffy was just before my time, but I know that it was one of the most popular shows you could find. So rather than going over that information I've already shared with you in the past, I will leave you with a Halloween memory of mine. Well, I guess it's not a Halloween memory, but you know what I mean. I absolutely love the Tower of Terror at Disney's Hollywood Studios. It's spooky and a little bit kooky, so it's all kinds of fun all at once. Now I remember being six or seven at Walt Disney World and pretending that I really was back in the 1930s at a haunted motel. This is such a fun memory for me and a testament to the magic of Disney. Through the imagineering and just incredible quality of the environment there, 
I was taken to another time and place completely. Thank you, Disney. Halloween wouldn't be the same without you. And now, a Disney On Demand memory. Hey, D-Heads. This is Aaron, and I wanted to share a Halloween memory with you. Well, I guess it's actually a lot of Halloween memories. Every year, we always decorate our house up real scary. It's something that we've always done and enjoyed, even before my son was born. We've always enjoyed every year getting it decorated up, having the kids show up in their costumes, watch them, you know, every year as they grow up and the different costumes they wear. And always get a kick out of the kids. They're just a little too scared to come up to the house by themselves. But it's something we've always enjoyed. And I to see that other people also have the love of Halloween like we do. So I hope all you D-heads are getting amped up for Halloween, which is just right around the corner. And I want to wish everyone a happy Summerween. From Walt Disney Home Video, the Sanderson Witches are flying into town. And now everyone's in for a real treat. Greedy little beggar. Winnie's the wickedest. Hello. Sarah's the sexiest. Will thou dance with me? And Mary's the hungriest. No time for sleeping. They're here to have some fun and practice a little witchcraft. If they could only get it right. She did it. Hocus Pocus on video cassette. Lights, camera, action. It's time for this week's Disney On Demand special guest. All right, all of you Disney fans, you tuned in for another magical installment of Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. And as we continue to bring you all the magic and memories from your lifetime of Disney, we are in the heart of Summerween. Yes, our Halloween and summer celebration. And with us here this week is our first returning guest. Somebody that you may remember way back when, probably around show 23 or so, maybe 2012. But we are welcoming back somebody that you know as a musician, an artist. You know him from such films like Walk the Line, as well as Hocus Pocus. We have none other than Larry Bagby here. Welcome to Disney On Demand. Thank you so much. Sorry, I'm just here at the counter. I'm trying to explain to these folks that I'm looking for a Summerween costume, and they don't seem to understand. Hang on. No, I would like to play. I'm trying to play the role of Ice from Hocus Pocus. Do you have the costume? Yeah, the movie with the three witches. No, I'm looking for... Right, the the black hat and the, and, the, and you, you don't have it. Okay. Okay, well, I guess they don't have it. I'm going to go to another costume shop here. Summerween. I love it, man. This is awesome. This is awesome. Happy Summerween. Right. Well, you know, everybody always celebrates Christmas in July. And, you know, us here, we love our not-so-scary Halloween celebrations. We're like, you know what? Let's make it Summerween because, you know, why not? Go trick-or-treating, collect candy, and, and have have some fun in the middle of summer, right? Yeah, why not? Why not scare people and and get you know like a stomach stomach flu from all the candy early? <laughs> you, know, no, no, no. you ate too much candy, you oinker. I think that's one of the quotes <laughs> from the movie. 
<laughs> he well, calls me the winker. All, uh, well, I was ready to say, with for all of our di- all of our Disney fans out there and people that you know are new to the show, you know, you've been a guest once before. And for anybody that is tuning in, I guess you know one of your most memorable roles. I guess we should bring that up right away. Is you know Hocus Pocus and playing Ice. I guess uh, you know quick rundown because we want to rehash too much from that. But of course, you know, land in the role of Ice, Hocus Pocus. I guess how has that stuck with you for all these years? Um, well, probably because I've kept the word ice shaved in the back of my head and people ask me why I still have the word ice shaved in my head and I'm in denial that I, I'm still ice. And it's, it's strange to me because like everywhere I go, there's, there's the word ice. Like they have, like they started naming like these bags of like frozen water after me. <laughs> are you are you hanging on to are you picking up what I'm putting down? Uh no, you know, honestly that that movie was uh it was a it was one of those those gifts that you know, we we were having a great time making it and 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 yet we didn't really know what it was until, you know, it caught momentum and and um and really became a classic via uh, DVD, I think, you know, and, 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 and VHS at the time. <laughs> so that was 20 years, 20 years ago, uh, last year was the 20th year anniversary. And I can't believe it that, first of all, that I've been, you know, acting and, you know, playing make believe for that long. But, um, but the fact that that movie still, still is being talked about and people still recognize me from the movie and talk about it and get excited when they hear, when they hear that I was in the movie. So I appreciate it. Thank you to all the fans out there. And and, it, and, it, and it's also, you know, credited to people like you who put on great um, radio and podcast shows that keep us alive. So thank you for that. And um, I'm glad people even know who, who I am from that movie. And I'm proud of it. I, I, I loved working on it. <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's one of those movies, like you said, it is, uh, it's a cult favorite now, you know, for Disney fans and, you know, your role of ice, you know, it's one of those things where he actually made a meme out there on our website where, uh, you know, it talks about, uh, you know, you're not Ernie no more, you're ice. And <laughs> how many times I got to tell you, my name ain't Ernie no more. It's ice. <laughs> Well, no, it's, it's, I, I always thought it'd be funny as if, it, 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 you know, when I actually had the word I shaved in, in the back of my head, I, I'm a church going man, you know, and I, I, I was, I didn't stop going to church because I had the word I shaved in the back of my head, but it certainly turned a lot of heads and we had some of our uh, church neighbors, you know, whispering, what's, what's happened to that, you know, Larry Bagby is, is he, is he joined some gang? <laughs> uh, it was interesting to have to, to you know, it, it wasn't something that they did every day. I had to have it shaved and it stayed for, you know, two months until my hair would grow back in. So, well, you know, and, and like I, like I said, the film itself, it really, it, you know, it really does get passed on. I mean, uh, you know, my children watch it and they love it. Um, they always get a kick out of your character as well. Now, I guess, um, you know, uh, like I said, I'm not going to rehash too much. You are returning. Thanks back. for you thanks for passing it forward, though, man. You know, it's all about like what moves us, and we want to share the art with our children, just like the Beatles have remained, right, or Elvis. Something oh, yeah, great about that that great music and great films. Definitely. Well, you know, and, and the kind of thing, too, like I said, it gets passed down. Now, that's going to bring me to something that has had a lot of rumors, and everybody keeps talking about Hocus Pocus 2 and a reboot and, you know, things like that. Does it amaze you that so many people are starting such rumors? I mean, to the point where I think Entertainment Weekly reported it and then had to uh, retract it. Oh, it's not, a, it's not a rumor. We're actually shoot, we're shooting it. 
<laughs> so, so I <laughs> see how I get really roll. I'm gonna, I'm gonna dive right into the room. Um, <laughs> no, you know, I, I think it's funny. I, I think when we spoke, uh, uh, was it last year that that we uh, we talked? I guess it was about about this time last year, or maybe it was in the fall uh, last year. It, yeah, it was about October. It's been a couple years. Yeah, it's been October of 2012. You were part of our uh, first not so scary Halloween shows. Oh man! Well, I'm. I guess we skipped to 2013 because that's just an unlucky number, apparently. Um, <laughs> but I, I love 13. Actually, I love 13. So did Walt Disney, apparently. <laughs> um, but uh, did you know, by the way, that Disneyland? Here's a little interesting fact I just read about uh, that. That the address that it's on is thirteen thirteen. Did you know that? Amazing. See, thirteen thirteen, is a good 13 ball ball street. Yeah, and also he, you know, a lot of the all the duck, his duck stuff was was it thirteen or thirty three? It was some three related number. No, thirteen because I have this little uh, haunted mansion um, memorabilia thing with like the monsters in it. You know that you could buy. It's got like Goofy or Mickey in the. In the middle, like the Haunted Mansion little carts, and it has 13 on the back. So nice. He likes 13. <laughs> I like 13. Well, and I both like 13. Um, anyway, my I guess I should get back to what you were what you were mentioning, which was uh, which was what is my question? <laughs> uh, oh yeah, talking about the Hocus Pocus sequel and all the rumors. Oh yes, I think here's what I think is missing is I think it needs to be made into a musical. I think. I know that there's been an attempt, but don't you think that would be a great musical on Broadway? Oh, definitely. I could I could definitely imagine that, especially because, you know, there's so many different directions you could go with songs for that. Yeah, like the witch, like, come little children and take, like the cool little flying scene, and I put a spell on you. I mean, all the songs are very memorable, and it's just got, it, and it's and it's very theatrical, so it, I think it would work. And I, exactly. I would want to play the role of Ice. I think I might break the cage now, though. I'm a little bit bigger. <laughs> yeah, and, and maybe a Hocus Pocus 2 at some point. You never know. Well, you know, everybody is big on reunions and sequels. And, you know, it's that it's that generation. You know, that 90s generation is getting older, and you got Girl Meets World now. And, you know, Home Improvement with, you know, Last Man Standing. You know, people are coming on that show with Tim Allen for Home Improvement reunions. Come on. You know, I don't think Disney realized. And all the bands are getting together. They're like, you know, re, re, reuniting for like world tours. So because it's it's nostalgic. It's what people. There was a there was a there was a good time, and they relate good things to the back in those nineties. You know. Well, definitely. You know, and I don't think Disney realized how big Hocus Pocus was going to turn out to be and how popular. And uh, you know, it's it's one of those things where you know go down in history. And uh, I guess moving right along here with Summerween. Happy Summerween to you. Oh, happy Summerween to you. You know, I'm getting ready here to go trick-or-treating. I'm definitely not big enough to be ice. You know, I'm kind of a shorter guy, but I could e- I could easily bring If you head. shave the word ice in the back of your head, you could just keep turning around and just walk backwards, and they'll never know the difference. <laughs> oh, it's, it's, a, it's a sign of the times. You know, but with, uh, with, with Summerween, I guess, looking back, um, do you have one Halloween memory that is one that just definitely sticks out that you're going to remember forever? Um. You know, that's a good question. Let me think. I'm not remembering off the top of my head, but ah, uh, yes, it's coming to me now. Um, we did a um, one year. We kind of made a little haunted house, at least on our like on the front porch. And I got to. I, I decided I was going to sit in the 
it's an old it's an old trick, but it's but it's so fun. Just sit like a scarecrow, like they stuff my shirt and I'm put kind of like a mask on, and I just had a, a bowl of candy in my lap. And so when the kids would go to grab it, we would try to grab it, grab their hand, and it just—it's just so entertaining to watch people get scared. I don't know if that's right, and it's probably haunting me now, but I certainly had a good time. There's nothing like that. And then there was one year—I remember another great year. We went to there's something called Knox Scary Farm out here, where they turned Knox Berry Farm into, and it's become actually more popular than a theme park, I think. But it's pretty like, like back in the day they you know before I think they were they had too many laws and things against people like being in contact with other people you know that they didn't know those these guys would just come and they they just run on their and they had knee pads and they just come out of nowhere and <laughs> scare people and it was fun but it was scary but it was fun you know isn't that what Halloween's about. Well, yeah, definitely. I mean, Halloween is all about just scaring people, having fun, keeping it lighthearted. And, you know, I, those are the kind of things where, you know, their memories, they stay with it. Now, are you a big horror movie guy or, or not really? Um, I've, I've become a little bit more like I, I enjoy and appreciate them a little bit more in my later years and like some of the novelty of it. But I don't know. No, I don't know a lot of them. I think I think that Hocus Pocus even scared me a little. So I guess I guess now are you are you a big uh, horror horror film guy? I'm kind of all over the board, you know. Being a dad, I'm everything from watching old Scooby Doo to you know watching you know something like yeah, I do wow. like like Alfred Hitchcock, like a good thriller. I do enjoy. <laughs> well, Hitchcock definitely is fantastic. Now I guess you know I guess moving aside from that. And, you know, other things, of course, your music, you know, which is, uh, you know, part of probably why we didn't talk last year is, you know, always big, always music, which is my second love. You know, I am all about beaches, oceans, kicking back, uh, you know, just that whole vibe. Jimmy Buffett, kind of country, Nashville feel. Now, I guess uh, with that, for all of our listeners out there that are brand new to this, you know, why don't you let them in as to, you know, the style of music and what you're doing? Oh, thanks, man. Well, uh, yeah, and that's, you just explained um, uh, very well what my what my what my genre kind of falls in, into I, I i think i'm i'm calling it um which is one of my songs country by the sea and um and it, i think it kind of wraps up the whole theme and and the sea it, it doesn't just stand for the ocean it's actually it's the capital c which could be a lot of things and that's uh for me charity and and um christ and connection and, and, and core, all the things that are the center of us, whatever that is for people. And I, I think it's getting back to the, our country, you know, just the good old America. And I, I guess, I guess the sound, it kind of falls into this Jimmy Buffett of like, I would say kind of the Jimmy Buffett of the West coast. It's like a laid back country kind of vibe. And, um, and uh, you know, like the Eagles, they're they're the California country kind of feel. Good harmonies and some you know acoustic guitar, a little bit of lap steel or you know that side guitar sound. And and I'm I'm even because I spent a couple of years in Argentina. There's a there's a, like I say my my heart has got as is from I was born in Argentina. So I say I have like a American made but Latin heart in the center of me. So. This is like a crossover of whatever happens at sea level here in California. It's like a laid back country vibe and that's what I've been doing and that's um that's that really brings a lot of joy to me and, and I think it's 
I'm finding that people are connecting with, with me and the music. So I hope I can stay genuine to that and I'll continue to do film and eventually I want to make my own films that, that help, uh, you know, push the music and, and, and kind of do the Clint Eastwood thing where I can kind of be a part of the whole production and, uh, and cast other great people that I believe in. Well, you know, definitely, you know, and your music is fantastic. Like I said, you know, we have, we have your music, you know, and you know, like I said, I enjoy just kicking back, listening to it. So many different tracks that, uh, you know, we enjoy. They're part of our rotation here in our household and here in the studios. So, you know, we definitely love it. And I guess, thank you, man. Well, I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad that and it makes me happy. I think that's probably a, a good way. I find, I find that outside out of mind, you know, a lot of times in life we get busy and it's hard to keep up with everybody. But there's something cool about music that if it's in our, you know, in our, within our our, uh, our iPhones or iTunes, it eventually, like in the in the rotation, it'll pop up. And I love that because I get calls or texts from old friends that I haven't heard from, and they're like, "Hey, I just was listening to a, a random song of yours and wanted to say hi." So it's a good way for me to keep in touch with my peeps as well. Well, you know, and, and, you know, that kind of thing, I guess, with music. Now, was music something that you always loved, or were you more introduced to it with, you know, Walk the Line and things like that, where you realized, I really love this? That's a good question, and um, I'm going to help I'm gonna help answer that right now. I, music's always been in me, always been a part of my life. My dad um, played in a band, so I was surrounded by, I mean, he did Top 40 stuff, you know, through the 80s and 90s and um and you know it was a big Beatles fan, and, and my mom was big Elvis, and I and I became a big Michael Jackson fan. So my biggest influences are the Beatles, songwriters, and just their dynamic. Elvis is a performer, and his just his entertainment, good-looking dude, very cool to me. And um, and um, and and then I like Michael Jackson, the dancer, just a legend of our time, I think. And um. And those those three are the are the reason. And Johnny Cash, that was that was obviously that came through the movie. I didn't know much about him at all, but those four legends have really kind of influenced my music the most. And it's something I've always done as a hobby. But after Walk the Line, when the, my crossroads met there with acting and music, I decided, you know what, it's time to record my first album. So I got home and recorded. My first official album called Where I Stand, and it took me about a year. Released that when the movie came out, and then I've been doing music and albums ever since, and really driving that more than the acting stuff, because it's, I don't know, it's just there's something that, that really great about the writing. The whole process for me is, is completely enjoyable. You know, it's there's not a part of the music process I don't like. Well, you know, and I guess with that too, you know, and doing the music and focusing on that, I mean, that has to be something where you know you're playing, you're playing your gigs and you're in the clubs and things like that. Um, you know, just bringing the sheer, you know, smiles and looking out at the audience. Now that has to be, you know, I don't want to say more gratifying than you know getting recognized for Hocus Pocus, but live there in the moment, it has to feel great knowing that you're bringing joy to these people's lives that are all just sitting there kicking back and listening to you. Yeah, it's it is it's an immediate immediate reaction and um um and, and it, you know it's a different kind of thing um I I and I appreciate more after doing the music for a while and kind of you know I needed to kind of step out of the acting to appreciate it again but they're just it's just art in a different form and I still it still feels great to know that people like someone might watch a movie of yours and 
and I can get that same response via, you know, like an email or, you know, somebody saying, hey, I really appreciate your work in this. So it's a, it's a nice feeling to know that you did your job and, and, and you did it well and inspired somebody or touched them in some way. And, um, but there is something really magical that happens in, in live when you're performing the music. And even when you can't, cause there's times, you know, those lights are, the stage is too big to, to really connect or the audience is too far away if you're doing a bigger show and you don't feel like you're really connecting eye to eye. But there is still something that happens with just the feeling uh, and you know when people are listening and feeling and it's still a vibration that can only happen live with an audience and, and in the performer, you know, which is why I encourage you all to go out and hear live music because what you're hearing in your iPods is, is, is very small compared and, and not the full vibration, so to speak, because um, they're reduced so we can put more information in our phones or whatever. But that full sound that happens, the big wave, I call it, in live performance or something that, you know, we've all been at a concert or had an experience of somebody playing live and just connecting on a different level. So I would encourage you all to get out and support live music and, um, and so we can keep doing what we love to do. Well, definitely. And like you said, you know, live music has something special to it. I mean, whether that is, you know, you're at a, even a church festival or even down on Main Street USA at Disney. I mean, just hearing the live bands or the Dapper Dans. Yeah, the hymns, like going way back, it's like the people sang it to get through their blues, you know, like it, to, to when, when times were hard, it was like, a, you know, a praise to God, and and those are where the, it comes from the gospel background, and then into blues, and then rock, and all these genres. But it all came from there was something healing that happened when people would sing, you know, and 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 even in a different language, we still understand what the music speaks for itself, doesn't it? Definitely, you know, and like you said, even when you don't understand it, it's there's something in the melody, the tone, the feel. Yeah, in the tempo and the vibration and something that's coming at you, it's it's a powerful experience that is unexplainable. And it's the only, in my opinion, it's the only language we all understand as human beings. Do you know what I mean? Not you know, one I, of us, not one of us has not experienced, like even the deaf, you know, can feel the music <laughs> right and you know and that's the kind of thing too like i said where it, it is thus just it's you feel it and you you can experience it and you just i don't know you can connect and it goes from you know world to world and country to country it's just something that well think really think about a movie without a soundtrack i mean it's a good example of how different i mean sometimes it's powerful just to not have anything but 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 it's about the dynamic so think about you know, some of the greatest movies, Star Wars, without the John Williams soundtrack or, you know, uh, Fantasia, <laughs> if we want to go to Disney, uh, Snow White. I mean, this music, the music that just like, it, it almost helps us remember. It's like sense memory. It will remember something that we saw if there was a visual there. Definitely. You know, and it, it is that, it is that very important thing. And that's going to bring me back to, you know, I guess, uh, Summerween here. And Halloween. Right? Sorry, I can go on and on about music. God is like, I just got like a scientific on you. Huh? <laughs> Sorry, I just, uh, you want to talk music, I'll get really into like the vibrations and the waves because it's, 
it's amazing to me. Even when I play, I don't even know how it comes through me sometimes. It's it's still a magic, you know? Well, see, that's the kind of thing where now, you know, since we were talking about, you know, Hocus Pocus, coming to Broadway maybe, you know, making it a musical, you know, now I expect a laid-back, you know, Malibu kind of country feel version of I Put a Spell on You. I, that's what you need to tackle. <laughs> I Put a Spell on You. Yeah, that's a great idea, man. That's a good, because that's, that's, now that song, is that's an old classic, right? Like who, oh, who yeah. did it? Oh yeah, from Screaming Screaming Jay Hawkins was the original. Okay, so that's old blues, huh? Oh yeah, that's uh, yeah, really old. I, I, that's I a great idea, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna attempt that. I'll send you, regardless of whether I release it or not, you'll get a copy of it. Oh, definitely. I enjoy <laughs> that. I think that'd be awesome. And, and any <laughs> thoughts you have, uh, throw them my way, man. I I, I like that you get it because it's it's not for everybody. Everybody's got a taste and style, right? You know. My, mine, I consider kind of this tropic California, and it's you know it is what it is. It's just it's what my heart. It's it's the location. As a matter of fact, I'll, I'll explain something that you might find interesting. Um, I I have a, a PO box that I keep for business stuff out here um, in Studio City, and I live about an hour away from here in the suburbs. But I'm on a canyon that's famous for their for the music scene that happened here, and it's called Laurel Canyon. Are you familiar with that? Yes. So Laurel Canyon back in 1964, about 50 years ago, last year, was when Beatles came to America. But there was also this amazing thing happening right down the canyon where I where I am right now. And it's it's a magical – there's something magical about this location. And I think it was because there was running water here at one time. It was an actual river bank that went to the ocean. So, anyway, there's a there's an old canyon store that I stopped into, and, and the guy told me about all this amazing the amazing people that live there. You know, Jim Morrison from The Doors would come. They all came to this canyon store, and they all lived down there. Jimi Hendrix, Janis Joplin, The Birds. Um, Crosby, Stills, Nash, like Neil Young, all those guys were doing this amazing kind of thing that happened in 1964 right down the street from where I'm at right now. And and, and that intrigues me. That's magic to me because it's about location and there's something cool about that canyon. And I think it's because there's a current flow, like a, still a river kind of feeling. And, and they all gravitated towards it. You know, it's like a little Italy away from you know, in Los Angeles, there's all these houses up in the hills. <laughs> well, you know, it, it's magical, man. Yeah. It's all about the place, the magical place. You got to find the right location for the good, for the good thing. You know, to get grounded. Well, you know, and it's always about the inspiration. It's about that feeling. It's about that that moment where you just uh, it hits you like a ton of bricks. Mm-hmm. And a gathering and, and momentum where people want to come and, and feel comfortable. And it's surrounded by a bunch of trees. I mean, that's trees are living and and you know their life and that's all a part of this what we enjoy man water and we're water and trees and lakes and rivers is all about nature you know the living thing well you know i guess you know with that you know uh you know stop that it sounds like a real hippie huh <laughs> nah, you know hey it all works it's, it's better than uh being the uh wannabe thug ice right <laughs> <laughs> that's my rap career that didn't go so well Right, right. You moved on from there, you know, much like Marky Mark, right? You look back. <laughs> That's and you, right. Oh, <laughs> yeah. 
I had to make something of myself, man. I wasn't paying the bills. Well, I guess, you know, in closing here, you know, it was great having you stop by. Our first returning guest here, you know, music, movies, so many different things. I guess uh, two final things here. One, if you could leave out any Summerween, uh, I guess, uh, word for everybody out there, what would that be? A Summerween word? Yes, something that, you know, just whether that is be safe or a certain costume, or your favorite candy, what would be that one summer wing? I just want to do, I just want to do this. I want to do this. Book. <laughs> Did you get it? That was book. That was me doing book. <laughs> it's like a yodel. Uh, or uh, googly boogly. I don't know. That sounds like fun. Googly boogly. There we go. That's my summer wing <laughs> word. I want you guys to go right. knock on doors in random costumes and ask for candy and say happy summerween oogly boogly and see what happens <laughs> don't try this at home <laughs> or on other right. homes i will be amazed to see you know how many people are out there you know celebrating summerween with us but i guess uh, uh dude i'm there man i might be too old and and people just think i'm just a creep or freak but hey you know what i'm gonna let them know that you sent me so if if i have any problems i'll just let them know that disney that Jonathan over at uh, Disney Blue sent me. <laughs> well, I guess I guess with that said, it, you know, in closing here, all the you know all the great things, great reminiscing with you again. You know, catching back up here. Thank again. you, you with too, you. and thanks for your compliments and thanks for the support to you and and all your fans. I love Disney. I love I love Disney, and I'll always I'll always support you and and what you're doing. So. I'll never be too big for that. Nobody should. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess, uh, you know, closing out here, I guess for all of your fans, too, you know, whether that is of, uh, you know, Hocus Pocus, Walk the Line, your music, anything at all, I guess, what would you like to leave out there for all of your fans listening in? That um, I love you all, and I really do. I And uh, I, I think this is the message that I, that I, that I hope to, sh to, to share with the world. And we all are special we all have gifts, and we all um, we all we are all of value, and we have to just know where we're from. Which, in my opinion, we're all we're all uh, children of of uh, Heavenly Father and God, and and He created us, and like and that's what we do when we're happy as we are creating. I think that's because it's mimicking our Creator. So go out there and dream big and. Don't let anybody tell you you can't do what you want to do because it's not true. You can do anything you, you dream. And as, as Walt Disney said, it's all in the imagination and you can dream anything you want to dream. I don't know if he said it like that, but I, I say that. <laughs> and I put him in there because he, he was quite the imagineer. Definitely. You know what? Well, well, Larry, thank you for once again for stopping in, having fun, and uh, you know, hopefully we'll be on the horizon again. Stop, have you stop back and be a three timer here at the show since we've never had a returning guest. And uh, you know, happy summerween. Well, thanks for having me back, man. I feel special because because I'm the first returning, and I hope you all enjoyed it. I think we talked about some new things, and thanks for for you know sharing your thoughts because it inspired new ideas for me. Put a spell on you. Because you're mine. Stop the things you do. 
Siestas are getting shorter and shorter. Required voice identification. EC82.
Hey gang, it's me again, Jason. Welcome back down here to the vault. I'm so glad that we're able to relive our Halloween memories and get into Halloween prior to Halloween because it gives us a great time to prepare you for an upcoming DVD release. Keeping the pulse on what's going on when it comes to Blu-ray releases, it really excites me to know that Disney is releasing in a two-pack The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad along with Fun and Fancy Free. Now, I know it seems like an odd combination, but it's going to work and it's going to be awesome. I cannot wait to see it. So, since it is Summerween here at Disney On Demand, we're going to look at this fine Blu-ray that's coming out. But for those who already have the DVD, already know what beauty it is and can't wait to see what the beauty it's going to be. So remember, no one messes with the Headless Horseman as we delve deep into the adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad. Coming in as the most unlikely but most memorable of the Disney canon is the 11th animated feature film from Disney, and that being The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad. Released in October of 1949, how very fitting, it was a part of a lot of serials that were created. At the time, you had many small, small films that were out, uh, similar to Saludos Amigos, Three Caballeros, Make My Music, Fun and Fancy Free, and Melody Time, all of these little I guess you would call them serialized or um, compartmentalized stories coming together. Well, Ichabod and Mr. Toad, of course, two separate stories combined in one great animated film. Like I said, it is two movies. You get the great retelling of The Wind in the Willows, telling the stories of J. Thaddeus Toad Esquire, the proprietor of Toad Hall, and all the whimsies that go along in his crazy adventures in London. Of course, the second story being the story of Ichabod Crane and the elusive Headless Horseman. You throw in great voice talents like Basil Rathbone and Bing Crosby, beautiful hand-drawn animation, and an eerie feel all in one package. You cannot go wrong with a story like this. Granted, if you do have the DVD version of this, it does come with The Lonesome Ghosts, which is a wonderful Mickey short one of my favorites, not my very favorite, but it is coming up there close. I can only imagine what the two-disc set is going to bring us when the release comes out in August. So save your dimes and pennies and get ready for August 12th as the re-release of this fine film is brought back from the vault to you in a stunning Blu-ray collection. I'm going to pack this one under S for spooky, and we'll head back down here next time when we look at another fine film from the Disney canon. So remember, folks, the magic of Disney movies is always inside of you. In the tradition of timeless family treasures like Pinocchio and Snow White comes Disney's 11th animated masterpiece, The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad. What is it? It's the story of two classic characters who prove the greatest adventure of all is making your dreams come true. What have I been missing? Pass the dream along to your family. Come along, we'll go for a jolly ride. Own Disney's The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad, now on video for the first time.
boys and girls of every age Would you like to see something strange? Come with us and you will see This our town of Halloween This is Halloween, this is Halloween Pumpkins scream in the dead of night This is Halloween, everybody make a scene Trick or treat, tell the neighbors on a diaphragm It's our town, everybody's scream It's town of Halloween I am the one hiding under your bed Teeth ground sharp and eyes glowing red I am the one hiding under your stairs like snakes and spiders in my hair. This is Halloween, this is Halloween, 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 Halloween. In this town we call home, everyone hail to the pumpkin song. In this town, don't we love it now? Everybody's waiting for the next surprise. Found that corner and hang, hiding in the trash can. Something's waiting now to pounce and how you scream. This is Halloween. It's like a green. Aren't you scared? Well, that's just fine. Say it once, say it twice, take a chance and roll the dice. Ride with the moon in the dead of night. Everybody scream, everybody scream. I am the clown of the tearaway face. Here in a flash, you double the trace. I am the who and the clown who's there. I am the wind blowing through your hair. I am the shadow on the moon at night. Our job. But we're not mean in, in our, our town, town of Halloween. In this town, don't we love it now? Everyone's waiting for the next surprise. Instead of Tin Jack, might catch you in the back and scream like a bet you make you jump out of your skin. This is Halloween, everybody scream. Won't you please make way for a very special guy? And now, a Disney On Demand memory. Hey everybody, this is Nathan from the D-Team joining you right now with a summerween memory that I want to share. And with me, I have my daughter, Natalie. Hi everybody, I'm really excited to be on the show with my dad. Alright, well our memory that we have for Halloween, or summerween, is uh, for my daughter's fifth birthday in 2011. We got to go to Disney World for over a week. Um... Her birthday is October 1st, so she's a Magic Kingdom and an Epcot birthday girl, and we think that's pretty awesome. She also got pretty excited when she found out that uh, Dame Julie Andrews shares her same birthday as well, and to us, nothing is cooler than sharing a birthday with Mary Poppins herself. Uh, while we were there for her birthday and the Magic Kingdom's 40th, we also enjoyed all the amazing Halloween decorations around the park, which neither of us have ever seen before, and... Uh, my girlfriend has not either. Um, 
and I cannot wait to go back together, all of us, hopefully this year sometime or in the upcoming years. Uh, and this time around, I'm really hoping we're going to enjoy Mickey's not-so-scary Halloween party. Um, Natalie, would you like to share one of your favorite Halloween memories from when we were at Disney World? Um, yeah. Um, I really like getting to spend time with my family on my birthday at Disney World and having fun with them. That was the best part about it. If I recall, too, since it was a few years ago and you were really young, uh, you also really seemed to enjoy the uh, Mickey jack-o'-lanterns that they had everywhere. Yay! That was pretty cool, too. It really was. And uh, our Halloween magic did not end with Disney World whenever we left that year. Um, no, it didn't. We, uh, when we got home, uh, it's kind of a joint memory with our Disney World trip. We got home when we returned from Disney World, and we went to one of our close friends' Halloween parties. And the three of us were dressed as Lumiere, uh, Fifi, and Belle from Beauty and the Beast. Natalie being Belle, and she wore the same dress that she wore to her first day ever inside of a Disney park. And I still have it. And she still has it. Uh, and our friends actually thought our, concept, or our costumes were so cool that we ended up winning a quote-unquote costume contest that they had. Um, but that is our summerween memory. And Natalie, I believe you wanted to say something before we go. Yeah, um, before we go, I want to give a shout-out to Ice and say you were really good in the movie. And thanks for returning for our special episode. And you were great in the movie. He was really good in Hocus Pocus. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyways, that is our memory for uh, our family. And uh, thanks for listening, and happy Be summer ween!
All right, all of you D-Heads, so I'm back once again, and thank you for stopping in and celebrating Summerween with all of us here at the show. I'd also like to extend a very special thank you once again to the one and only Larry Bagby for stopping in here and returning here to the show. All kinds of great music on the horizon, films, and more, including that cult classic, Hocus Pocus. And I'll still be looking out for that version of I Put a Spell on You, done in your own melodic way. Thank you, Larry, once again for stopping in. I'd also like to thank the D-Team of Caitlin, Aaron, Jason, Nathan, Paige, and Lexi, all for stopping in here this week with their signature segments, as well as stopping in with their Halloween memory. Thank you for stopping in, and remember, you can always connect up with the D-Team on our official website at DizRadio.com. And also, thank you, the D-Heads. Without you, there would be no show. Thank you once again for stopping in and spreading the word and making the show what it is. We do this show for you. It truly is an honor bringing you this magic and memories from your lifetime of Disney. Thank you, all of you D-Heads, for stopping in as well. Now, before I clue you in as to who's going to be stopping in next week for show number 83, I do want to give you all the different ways you can stay connected here at Disney On Demand. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio.com. There you can find our full list of past shows, the complete archives, our social media outlets, the latest news blogs, and more right there on our official website at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio.com. You can also connect up with us all over the social media outlets on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Disney On Demand. You can friend us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash John Diz. That's J-O-N-D-I-Z. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Instagram, Pinterest, and more. Just search Diz Radio, D-I-Z Radio, or Disney Blue, and that's B-L-U. And remember, you can always leave a shout-out on our Magical Memories Hotline, where you can hear yourself here on the show as well. And you can find all these outlets on our official website at Diz Radio, that's D-I-Z Radio.com. So, all of you D-heads, as we're closing down Summerween here, our Halloween and summer, we're about to let you go out, do some trick-or-treating, celebrate Summerween, and have some fun with the Halloween trickster. I'm going to let you in as to who's going to be stopping in next week for show number 83. You may remember some great Disney Channel original shows like Avonlea, as well as shows on Cartoon Network like Total Drama, and also some classics that your children may have grown up with, or maybe yourself, with Little Bear. And we have none other than voice actress actress and more Kristen Fairley stopping in here at the show yes Kristen you know as the voice of Little Bear she was also in great shows like Avonlea Total Drama and great movies like The Virgin Suicides and more and Kristen's gonna stop in and talk about a variety of different things what it was like being Little Bear and on the set of Avonlea what was it like being part of this great classic Disney Channel original series and Kristen's gonna stop in and have all kinds of fun with all of you D-heads so stay tuned for that next week for show number 83 so until then all of you D-heads, it's time to get on those masks, get those costumes ready, and go out and celebrate Summerween. Head out, do some trick-or-treating, and have some fun. So until next week, all of you D-heads, as I always mention, as we get busy, as we get crazy in life, take a moment, slow down, never neglect family for business. Happy Summerween, all of you D-heads, and catch you next week. Next morning, Ichabod's hat was found. And close beside it, shattered pumpkin but there was no trace of the schoolmaster it was shortly thereafter that Brom Bones led the fair Katrina to the altar now rumors persisted that Ichabod was still alive married to a wealthy widow in a distant county 
But of course, the good Dutch settlers refused to believe such nonsense. For they knew the schoolmaster had been spirited away by the headless horseman. Yeah. He's out looking for a head to swap, but don't try to figure out a plan. You can't reason with a head Man, I'm getting out of here. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. The content and thoughts expressed are those of the show and not the Disney company. Now go on and relive the magic, memories, and appreciation from your lifetime of Disney. See you real soon.